you freaking auto? This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus. Sorry about just Mike. Mike. On Seattle Sports. Power through the Alaska Airlines studio. Heward, not exactly Joe Cap there in the pocket. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> All right, final hour of our show today, Brock and Salt Seattle Sports on 710 at spring training. Thank you to Alaska Airlines. They get us down here and back, and they do have daily nonstops to both Phoenix and Tucson, leaving out of Seattle, which is uh, something you guys got to take advantage of. It is no joke, and I know it's kind of crappy back home. I'm so sorry, but it is gorgeous yes. today. There is hardly a cloud in the sky. It is bright. <laughs> it is beautiful. The the players are all in a pretty good mood. Most of them are actually still in. The well, they're big all meeting. still in there. I'll give you a little update. All the coaches and everybody else is kind of around, yeah. and, and the Mariner personnel because they're waiting for the players. Well, yes, because they have stretch. At t- I'm hearing like, well, I know they're going to stretch ten fifteen. Like, what right. time is stretch? Stretch ten fifteen. You know, not or what? Yeah, ten fifteen. So they're all kind of waiting. But this is what happens in those players' associated meetings, or you get the commissioner behind closed doors, and probably a. Hey man, you know let's 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 go. Let's Commissioner talk about it. carry like a bodyguard with him for meetings like that. You think there's that kind of animus? I think this uniform thing is a problem. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of animus. Is there really? I think there usually is. Just kind of where the state of the game is. Yeah, or where everything is. Hey, there's Cal. What hey. do you want to do? You want to do 15 minutes now, or you want to do it tomorrow? When do you have to stretch? All right, come oh, sit. Oh, yeah, come on. We got Cal right oh, now. Yeah. yeah, we'll just have Cal come yeah. sit down. There it is. Yes. He's fresh out of the big meeting. Yeah, we know that he was just with the badgering the commission like crazy back there. I yeah. was wondering if the commissioner has a, comes with, like, a bodyguard or something like that to deal with you guys. But And it was really Cal that started the whole thing. Is that we, true? Well, think about it. Oh, Nobody the, had seen the picture. Because he was new. And then all of a sudden he's wearing these, uh, yeah, the new pantyhose pants. Oh, I know yeah. you guys aren't allowed to really talk about the whole thing but can i just ask you this about it with about the uniforms why yeah. are they not allowed to how, talk about it uh, how many <laughs> how many of your buddies texted you to make fun of you a lot <laughs> <laughs> too many too how many. many of them suggested that you were nude in public there i got like a little there's like a meme of like a simpson guy and like he was like staring through a foggy window they're saying like mm-hmm you know, things are trying to get out, and I'm like, that's not, that's not what we want. I mean, did, did you know when you put them on, like, oh? Well, I didn't see it. Well, they mentioned to me, I had like a, a, um, we had we did this like commercial thing, and they Ben, our photographer, mentioned he's like, yeah, you can kind of see through the pants, and I didn't think anything <laughs> of it, and then, you know, once I saw that video, I'm like, oh my god, I mean, you can see, you can see everything. And luckily, mine wasn't even the worst one. The poor guy in the Giants. I mean, you saw, you yeah. literally saw everything. Saw everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was. And not then good. poor your teammate here, Michael Chavis. Poor guy. They oh, gave yeah. him the screwy jersey. Yeah, look at Mitch's, Mitch Garver's. Oh, was his a mess too. Take a look at his too. I haven't seen his yet. It's maybe, not good. Yeah, maybe that's why he was so uh, so sarcastic with us this morning. He's a funny, <laughs> dude, huh? Yeah, he's great. He's, he's got a little sense of humor to him. Very dry. I know. I like him a lot. He's been great. That's pretty cool. Well, it's good to have you here. What, what what were you guys meeting with? Can you tell us about the meeting with the commissioner? Oh, yeah. he uh, He's making his rounds, all 30 teams, um, you know, probably meeting with two, three teams a day. Uh, you know, just going over basically the State of the Union, you know, where the game is at, where, uh, you know, they see things. Obviously, the, the RSN network issues, uh, other other issues, you know, the new rules, uh, keeping the rules, um, you know, things like that. Basically, just where where the game's at, talking about it, bringing up issues. Uh, players can, 
you know, get in front and actually talk to him, you know, face to face. Um, any kind of things that are kind of lingering uh, concerns players have. Uh, obviously, the the jerseys were were definitely brought <laughs> up in that meeting. So, what did you get an answer on the jerseys, or just yeah, we know. You know, they're going to try to address them. You know, it is, you know, it is the big leagues and it is a big corporation and Nike. So, um, you know, I think we have we have faith that they'll they'll fix the issue. So let's talk some baseball, because obviously that's what we're here for. And it dawned on me a couple of weeks ago as we were getting down here that we've had so many conversations around some of the new guys here, some of the margins. But we haven't talked nearly enough about the guys that are really the core, the nucleus, and that starts pitching-wise, I would think, with the big cheese with Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. Are we sleeping on Luis and how good he could be this year? Well, I mean, I don't know many people sleeping on him. I don't think so. I think we all know how you guys are how unbelievable. We might be. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's unbelievable. You know, he's great. He's already come into camp. You know, uh, a little more um, ready per se than he was last year. Um, not that he didn't have a great year because he did. He was an all-star. So. But, you know, he's coming in already, already looks like classic Luis. And, um, you know, we're gonna, we're really excited, and, you know, not about him, but the rest of the staff. And um, he's obviously kind of the guy that gets things rolling, being the number one, being the opening day starter. And, um, you know, he's uh, he's what makes the engine go. So this is Major League Camp for you. What number? Uh, 2019 was my first year. So 2021. Mm-hmm. But six? And 20 is kind of goofy, right, with COVID and all of yeah, that Yeah, it's stuff. like a half a camp, so five and a half, I guess. Can you quantify just personally, individually, how much different it is now with that experience under your belt than when you were in your first couple camps? It's a complete 180. Camp is completely different now, and um, like for the better, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, my first camp, I got to come in and, um, you know, kind of – you know, I was the guy catching every single bullpen. I was, you know, taking every single rep, doing as much as I possibly could to try to impress and try to, um, you know, get reps. Build trust. Yeah, I mean, you're you're that you you you're hungry. You want to you want people to see. You want people to notice you in good ways. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of things that you want to do. And um, you know, now it's coming in. And now that's it's pretty cut and dry. What I need to do as far as get my body ready. I need to be ready by this date because this is I'm, I know I'm starting opening day. I'm, I'm the catcher. I'm coming in, getting myself ready, getting my body ready, getting my swing ready, making sure my legs are underneath me and that I'm ready to go for game one. I think Shannon told me you'd like spring training to be a little longer. Is that right, with longer days? I don't know about that. No, but, not longer? <laughs> I don't know about longer, but, you know, you make your days and you make sure to um, – you do, unfortunately, you know, it is – um, you need to make some long days. You need to make some shorter days, but you need to make sure that you're ready. And sometimes it's it's being out here a little longer than maybe you want to, but you know it's good for you for the rest of the season. What do the so, pitchers do all day? They don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they I, the other day it was like we got out of our meeting and they, Bryce Miller had two and a half hours until he threw his bullpen. I'm like, what are you gonna do for two and a half hours? And he just you know he says moseying around. I'm like, yeah, you are moseying around. You're not doing anything. So obviously that's a that's hysterical, but also <laughs> we watched him throw his bullpen that day, and I counted twenty people around. Yeah. Now some of them were just standing around because, as mm-hmm. you said, they don't really have anything to do. But in talking to other guys, it doesn't sound like that's that typical around the league for that many people. And George was out there, and Logan was out there, and Brian was out there, and uh, you know half the team was out there just watching him throw. How valuable are those those moments of of the guys getting together? Yeah, you know, it's tough when you get into, um, you know, in pro ball and you're in obviously the big leagues, you know, people are in such, you know, strict, you know, routines or schedules and they're always doing things to get better, whether it's training room, 
um, throwing, uh, running, uh, you know, lifting, vice versa, whatever it is. So guys are always on their schedule, and they're, everybody's different every day. You know, they, somebody's throwing live, somebody's not, somebody's down. And so it's kind of the one time where everybody can kind of be together and kind of, you know, build that camaraderie and um, kind of have those conversations, you know, even if it is a, you know, five-minute conversation after the bullpen where all of our starters are together, it might be the only time that they're together all day. So, you know, it's always good when you can get guys around and, you know, you can talk shop or maybe one guy says one thing that clicks for another guy or maybe somebody says something that is going to, you know, help them later on down the road. So. Did Veritek, we talked Veritek last year, We right? did, yeah. Did he have a C on his jersey back in the day? Yeah, he earned one. Do they still do that? Not all teams. Some teams do. Does this team do that? Is that something that you strive for? Is that in any way, uh, <laughs> like, not C for Cal, like Laverne and Shirley, but a C for captain? <laughs> C for Cal. I, yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I know Judge is the captain over in New York. Um, you know, there might be one or two other ones in the league, but, you know, I'm not – you know, my goal is I'm not striving for that thing on my chest. You know, I want people to recognize me for who I am as far as a leader. And, you know, obviously, you know, getting even in that category of being considered captain or anything um, is awesome and amazing honor. But, you know, I'm here to win games, and I want guys to know that. And, and I think they know that. And, you know, we have a bunch of great leaders in the clubhouse. You know, you look at guys like JP, Mitch, um, and you're seeing other guys kind of come up and become – leaders you know look at like a logan where he was a few years ago and where he is now and um it's uh it's kind of weird to see can obviously everyone make fun of a leader is that fair yeah you can make fun of him. okay he can, as long as he, he, can, he started to dish it back a little bit so oh, he's, yeah yeah wow. he's, is he the nicest guy on the team like just pure nice scale um i don't know so he's right nice. yeah he's probably right up there i mean yeah. You're not around him like I am sometimes. So, he, <laughs> no. he, like I said, he's starting to learn to give it back a little bit. Yeah, so you get to Walter. You did mention thing. Julio there, and I know not you know it's his stardom and his talent and everything else. But he talked about wanting to be more of a leader. He talked about when he met the press last week last year wasn't good enough. You feeling some new vibes from Julio in that regard? Yeah, um, like I said, it's not like we're we need the one guy to be the rah-rah guy or we need the one guy to show us all the way you know we have a good collective group and we need guys to do their job you know you hear uh, i believe it's bill belichick it's it's kind of his like mantra over there in new england for the longest time was do your job and you know that's kind of how it is in baseball because you know you're only strong as your weakest link and you know that sometimes the game's not always going to be ball's not going to be in julio's hands it's not going to be in jp's hands so we need to collectively as a group do our job a lot better as far as taking care of our own house and then, you know, let the rest take care of itself because, you know, like I said, it's it's a different sport than any other. You mentioned, uh, we're talking to Cal Raleigh, by the way, you mentioned Mitch Hanniger and he is back and we had a chance to sit down with him earlier this week. Man, does he seem like he's in a really good spot, at least from our, our standpoint. What has it meant to this clubhouse and to the guys who were here before to have him back? It's amazing. Um, you know, I love Mitch. I love getting to come up and kind of learn from him and talk to him, obviously, now. And getting him back here is great. And, you know, he's a great guy, you know, to talk hitting to, to talk game planning with. I think I mentioned that before. He's super smart. You know, he sees things that other guys don't see. He can he help, you, help you in that area. Um, you know, talk, like I said, game planning. And he's also a great, you know, leader by example. He comes every day. Ready, ready to play. He does his stuff in the weight room. He does his stuff in the training room. It's not like he's just showing up, putting on a show, and then going home, you know. And he's a great, you know, example for, you know, even young guys coming up. And 
uh, guys like like I said, like myself, like okay, I want to. This is how you do things. You do things the right way. You work hard. You you keep your head down. You go to work every single day, and he does a great job of that. You know, the voice that is Cal Raleigh, I have said to this guy next to me, uh, Cal, for a lot of years now, I get so tired of hearing, this guy is so competitive. You know, we're getting around the draft, and all these agents work with their prospects at the combo. Oh, football, it's the most important thing in my life. I'm just so competitive. I'm the most competitive dude you ever got. I'm just so competitive. Honestly, I get so tired of it because when I hear you talk, the word is not competitive. The word is discipline. The word is like, hey, don't tell me how much you want it. Don't talk about how competitive you are. Do you have the discipline every day to come in here and do your job and mm-hmm. to do it again and again and again and again? I said to Salk and to Scott yesterday, this feels like a workmanlike group. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've heard it, you know. And, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about how focused this group is or how, you know, ready we are to come back and kind of make the story of a season. But it doesn't matter what we say. It matters what happens on, was it March 28th or whenever, whatever opening day is. You don't know the day? I don't know the day. You said you count down the day. I mean, I don't know the actual day. It's not like an advent calendar. I know, I know when, I know when I need to be ready and it's somewhere around there. So I don't know the actual day. I literally, I don't know what meal where am I get my next meal? So I'm just literally worried by one second at a time. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, we can sit here and say all these things, but, you know, if we go out in the field and we don't perform, sure. then it doesn't mean anything. And, sure. you know, we have to we have to show up every day, disciplined, ready to go, and, you know, like somebody's taking something from yeah, us. Yeah, you talked about performance and at the end of the year, and that story is many, many months ago, and we talked in the off season and, and all of that stuff. But there was a conversation. We got got to be better. Like we gotta, we gotta be better. We gotta produce better. You now see a Jorge Polanco. You now have a Mitch Haniger. You now have a Mitch Garver. There are a lot. What did you say, Salk? I think, I think it's gonna be from from opening day last year to opening day this year. It should be about fifty percent new guys. There weren't in camp. Mm-hmm. Now they right. came mid-season in the Woos and the Millers. But as far as like guys who are on the opening day twenty-six man roster last year versus this year, I think it's gonna be thirteen new ones. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between twelve and fourteen. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot of a lot of new players, a lot of new faces, a lot of new pe- people to get acclimated. But you know, we knew we had to make a change. And um, you know, credit to you know the front office and uh, our coaching staff as well as recognizing that and going out and doing those things. And not only on the player side, obviously we got some great players, made some new additions, some people with new skill sets, new things that they can do well, kind of help us out. But you know, adding a Brand Brown to our staff to help us and you know maybe that's something that we needed and i believe i truly do so far with him and i feel like everybody in that clubhouse believes in brand brown and as far as you know the things that he's bringing to the table the things he's talking about it's it's firing us up and it's kind of it's an an exciting new kind of uh thing that's come up and people are you know, it's like a fresh new start, and you're like, oh, I kind of like this. I like these new new things that we're talking about. So that kind of takes me in two directions. One, as you sit here now, and to put a bow on that conversation, and we'll bring it up again, do you feel like you were listened to? Do you feel like the organization went out, heard you, and made, it, <coughs> and made an attempt to make this team better? Yeah, I mean, first things first, you know, like I said, I told you guys before, there was never – an agenda. It was strictly coming from a, a place in my heart of I want to win. You know, you talk to JP, you talk to Ty, you talk to Logan. It's the same thing. All we want to do is win, and obviously, get better players. You win. I mean, that's just the case. And you know, but yes, I feel like things. You know, as far as the communication has gotten a lot better. The other things, as far as we went out and we made some adjustments. You know, like I said, to our 
you know, obviously players and then obviously our coaches. And, you know, I think that's going to show up in a great way. And I think not only the new guys, but I think the, the old guys that are the guys that have been here as well had to make some adjustments. I know I've made some adjustments this, this offseason. I know JP has been working at driveline for the past few um, years now, and he's made adjustments as well this offseason. I think it's going to be great for everybody. So then we focused, because we're idiots in the media, we all focused on the personnel, the, the, the players. When I hear you talk now and you bring up Brant Brown, and Shannon was right on this from the beginning, of course, because she's as clueless as anybody. Is. Seriously, yeah. she is. And yep, she was she right on this from the very beginning. It's not just about the personnel, she kept saying. It's about some of the strategy. It's about the, 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 what Brant Brown is doing, the offensive coordinating. How important was that or, or is that to what you guys are hoping to accomplish this year? I think it's going to be huge. Uh, you know, even if it helps us win one more game, you see where that could have got us last year, right? I mean, I think it's going to be huge for us. And, you know, personally, you know, guys are tired of hearing, you know, our pitching staff is so great. They're carrying us. And by all means, they are. And they are great. And they did carry us the past two, three years. But, you know, we want to pull, start pulling our, you know, into the bargain. We want to start helping them out, you know, make some games easier for them maybe take a few less innings off a guy that could maybe keep him a little more fresher, you know, later in the season. Maybe not have that pressure, you know, come August or September of like, all right, every game is do or die. We need to win this game. We want to, you know, build that kind of process early on to where, all right, we're winning games early. We're winning games in the middle of the season. Now we don't feel like we have that huge weight bearing on our shoulders at the end of the season or feel like that we need to lean on a certain guy or certain group as far as the pitchers. We want to be able to pull our, pull our own weight. So, Last thing for me, Cal, and this is maybe a little tougher because, as you said, you're not catching every bullpen. You're not on the backfields like you were in 19 and 20. But if last year we really didn't know Wu or Miller, I mean, maybe you guys did, and their names were at least mentioned a little bit. But then, man, did they ever come on in 100-plus innings and everything they did. Is there a, a guy or two that you're kind of watching, a, a young pitcher or maybe a young arm or maybe even a young positional player? You're like, hey, man, keep an eye on these dudes. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a few guys on the backfields. Um, you know, you see, you know, Vargas is a big name that's come yeah. up a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, with a very funky arm action, who's throwing extremely hard with some uh, nasty stuff. Um, I know we got him in the in the uh, in the trade as well, and um, there's a few other bullpen arms that are kind of popping up. You know, even you look at a guy like Emerson Hancock, who's came in, you know, throwing, he's touching 97, 98, and you know, spring training, and you know, look at last year when he came up to the big leagues, he was throwing, you know, 91. That's that's a pretty big jump. Yep. So if that's your, you know swingman type six guy then things are looking pretty good so you know there's a lot of guys in camp that i've seen so far and um you obviously see some more guys come up and yeah. i'm sure you guys will be talking about it more than we will all right, i want to hear a little bit about these pitchers i got a little rapid fire questions for you on the all pitching right, staff uh first of all if they're all cheeses you're not really a pitcher but you're sort of like an honor or do you get a cheese or a sandwich or a deli meat like do you have a name in hits yeah i mean I don't have a cheese name, okay, but yeah. I love grilled cheese sandwiches, so <laughs> I guess I'd be grilled cheese. All right, grilled cheese. I like that. <laughs> Which pitcher dresses best? I mean, personally, I like the boots look, so I like Bryce's look that he's got going. Yeah. Um, as far as consistently outfits go, 
I'd say, you know, obviously Luis is up there. I'd say George has got a pretty good wardrobe as well. Oh, really? So they all dress pretty well. They do, yeah. Right. Except Logan. He Except Logan. Logan. So who dresses worse? Logan is definitely the Logan. worst. Yeah. He wears the same shoes every day, so. <laughs> Which <laughs> pitcher hurts your hand the most? Starter or reliever? Both. Um, One of each. I'd probably say it's a mixture between Brash and Munoz. And is sure. that because of the just the velocity, or is it the movement both. as well? Yeah. I mean... Both starter, yeah. Well, Brash, oh. Brash is the one that made my thumb go yeah. in twenty two. Yeah. Thanks, oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> but it's just sometimes you know their stuff's moving so much. Sometimes they'll move a little differently day in and day out. So um, it's a little not as consistent as far as like shapes wise. Okay. So that'll make it a little tougher. And plus, it's coming in at ninety, yeah. ninety plus. So starter, starter probably Logan, <laughs> um, just because of how heavy his ball is and um, you know how hard and how late it is it's hard to time up sometimes because of how late it breaks which is the best pitcher at handling the running game making your job easier throwing um i would say uh bryce miller but his is kind of in the sense of he came up through the minor leagues at a time where they were you know they came up with a pitch clock Mm -hmm. so he kind of learned how to use the pitch clock to his advantage and you see a lot of hitters come up you saw like last year jose caballero came up and he was causing all sorts of problems by not looking up until the nine or eight second mark. Bryce is kind of the same way in the sense of a pitcher of like, he might hold the ball for 10 seconds and it's not against the rules, but he's holding the ball and he's holding runners and he's messing hitters timing up and making them uncomfortable and, or coming set and then coming to play really quickly. So it actually works out as far as holding runners. He's pretty good at it. Which pitcher would you least want to introduce to your parents? Uh, um, I mean, Logan's already met my parents, so, um. How'd that go? It was good. Okay, good. Except for, (laughs) my dad joked after the fact, he's like, how much did you get paid, like, signing, but this was in the minor leagues, he's like, I got like 800 something, Logan got like 3 million, and he's like, well, why did I pay for lunch? (laughs) I was like, I "I don't know, that's a great point, but I appreciate it. All right, so who would you least invite back to – you'd be nervous for um, them to meet your parents? Bryce, he's a little more of a wild card yeah, probably. Yeah, so yeah. he's uh, – you don't know what's going to come out of that mouth sometimes. Yeah, I like that, dude. Who shakes you off the least? The least? George, for sure. How about the most? Uh, Logan. Really? Yeah, George. We and, sat down with Logan the other day. He says, I hate shaking the guys off. Don't all listen I want, to that. He said, that's all I want to do is that's, just throw. That's fake news. Really? Yeah, he's uh, – he – um. <laughs> He is very particular sometimes about what he wants to throw and when he wants to throw it. And he, um, I'd say Luis and George are probably the least. They just get in rip. Then Logan's a little more cerebral sometimes yeah, and is a little thinker. more. Yeah, you know, he is, but it's what makes him good. Who's so. the best hitter out of that group? Uh, uh, I think Bri- Bryce. No, no, Wu. Really? Bryce, yeah, because he came to college as a two-way. So, oh. And I've seen this golf swing. It's really good. It so, is. It's yeah, really good. Last thing before we let you go. Did you hear what happened with Maury yesterday? No, what happened? Now, we brought her out to Boulders, which is a really nice You ever course. golf at Boulders? No, I was you telling should. him yesterday. I was like, yeah. I want to go. You should go. Play the South hard. Course. It's, it's not, hard. Not, not an easy. It's target, target golf? Oh, yeah. All target Desert golf. everywhere. It's not good for my game. It's so yeah, hard. it wasn't good for anybody's game. No. Maury was shocked at how much time was spent, you know, looking, looking for balls in the desert. But she killed a rabbit. She hit you a did. rabbit you with did. a ball. She hit lying. a little hosel rocket, oh my and the poor God. rabbit, you could actually hear it scream oh in pain, yeah. and then it just, like, rolled right over. Yeah. Have you ever seen that happen? Cal. She, Cal, did we, you have to put it down? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> the rabbit did hop away. It was uh, fine. Not, but we were worried that we were golfing with a, with a psycho killer animal. A little wounded? Yeah. Totally wounded. Oh. Ball a little bloody. I couldn't have made you feel very good. <laughs> no. That would be out of the ball, so. <laughs> They had blood all over it. So. <laughs> it couldn't keep, yeah, couldn't keep awesome. hitting it. Yes. Cal, thank you. We appreciate for it. Thanks sure. for coming by, man. This the is uh, one of our favorite annual yep. traditions is getting to sit down with you, and hopefully we'll chat throughout the year. Continue good luck. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, right, Cal. There you go. There's Cal Raleigh. Somehow we're going to go from that to Boy Howdy, who says he's going to be here, but he might be blowing us off. Who knows? That's next. It's Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710. You're listening to Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. I know I promised Boy Howdy I gotta tear him away from Scott Service. They're like having a they're having like a man love moment. I don't know what the heck's going on here. Scott's probably just mad because Cal Raleigh told us that Lou, that Luis is gonna be the opening day starter. So I don't know. Now Scott I mean he just said like I mean he's the opening day starter. Maybe he meant last year. I'd I just know. like to say that Scott Service is a great manager. He's the best manager we've ever had. He's passionate about the team. He cares about the fans. He really wants everyone to come here. He oh. is invested he loves it. It's just he is the guy. He's always been the guy. We've been waiting for this manager. <laughs> How did he pay him so much money to make him say that yeah. as well? Yeah. All right. There's a lot of business Jeez. planning that went into that, but Howdy. that's still. You're here. Of course it's I am. So good to see I you. I finally down here. paid my own way to get here. Here's my question. It's great to <laughs> Finally, I had to find a way. It's and great it to see. It turns out it was the checkbook. It's That's great. the way we get it's here. It's great to see you here. <laughs> yeah. My first question for you, and I know you're gonna do some ranking here in about fifteen minutes, yeah. which we're excited about. I'm ready. Finally do something correct. <laughs> what here. was uh why why the the child size hat? The child slice hat. Why, well, because why not go with a full adult hat? Why, why the child's hat? Well, you know, here the long of it is, it's Cheaper. my, it's my new. It's, it costs less. You have nailed it. Twenty five percent off. But I designed my own. He pulled hat it right out of the trash. For my own company, I found some person on Etsy who's never built something before. They made my Is that what that logo. is? My logo That's my the company. Boy Howdy logo? <laughs> my logo oh, my God, my there's company. an H in the base. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. You made your own hat, but you did a discount, and now it's too small <laughs> for right. you. Absolutely. That is, if nothing, if, I don't can't think of anything that fits the Boy Howdy brand better than it's that. That Snug is a cool cream. little logo. It actually is. Yeah. So did you get that from Russell Wilson? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, in his. He's trying. It's one of the things in his massive pile of the two houses he's trying to sell right now. He can't let him bury himself. Yeah. Wow. Why did you agree to come on with them and so they can just treat you like this? Yeah. You, you know, miss it? I do. I don't have a lot of. <laughs> I don't have a lot of people who really cut me down the way that I need. Yeah. My head's grown like seven. So that's hence, why the hat doesn't the fit anymore hats, yeah. because I don't. Have have anybody to cut me down right. quite the same way that uh, I used to. Yes. You gotta keep that massive yeah. ego uh, under control. Otherwise yes. he'd be just like Russ. So yeah. that's why we that's why Howdy was with us for so long. Yeah. Seriously, people want to know how are you? I'm phenomenal. I'm having so much fun just living my life and exploring new opportunities and meeting new people and finding customers on my own. It's been just a fun time and yeah. I got boys and growing the boys up and coaching a lot of baseball. It's been a blast. So I've been and, enjoying it. And so the knives sell themselves or I mean, I just walk to people's doors <laughs> and they open them up. Hey, there's Shannon. Yeah, good to see you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been fun. Good. So just exploring things and trying new things and learning a ton. It's been a blast. And you've been down here for how many days? We got here on Saturday. Okay. And we leave this afternoon. So we see three games in person. Um, okay, yeah. don't fake the Woo. funk. We heard everything you said about Scott, yeah. and you love Scott. Yeah. 
what have you fan. seen? What, what do you think of just Huge fan. the team? You know, the interesting thing about this team compared to most of the ones that we've followed, even during the Jerry DePoto era, there's always this, like, back-end sort of thing that's missing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're trying to plug some holes with things that are big-time hopes and prayers. And this is the first year that I can remember being a Mariners fan where I feel like 1 through 26 – on their roster, I'd feel pretty good to say they've actually got real answers that most teams would count on those guys to fill those spots. So I'm I'm intrigued. I'm encouraged. You Usually, feel that way at third base? I, I do, but I don't know that anyone would necessarily roll those guys out as starters. But I would think that if a team rolled out with them at third base, it'd be like, you know, that's not a disaster. We'll be okay. We're not a disaster there. There's no disasters to me on this team, which is a different thing than I normally feel. Mm. Are you just saying that over the airways? Are you really? Scott's gone, so I yes. can say whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. He's out of here. But, uh, no, it's, it's really interesting. And I really like the other part that I like about this team is the, the prospects that they'll be counting on are not distant, distant prospects. And they're also not career minor league guys. Between Tyler Locklear and Ryan Bliss, even Blake Hunt, uh, there's some more to see there. But they have guys that they're expecting when they come up to have a higher floor than usual. It's very likely, by the way, that when this team starts its season on opening day, outside of maybe a bullpen arm, and maybe not, there might not be a single player who's not already appeared in the big leagues. Say that again. When they start opening day. When they start opening day, yeah. yes. Yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. in spring training games. No, but no, no. on opening yeah. day. Opening. You may see zero players without major league experience. There might be a couple of ro- a couple, maybe a rookie reliever. You'll get a couple guys who don't have who still be technically rookies mm-hmm. because they didn't exceed the the limit in year one. But I don't think there'll be more than one or two of those. Yeah. I don't know whether Canzone had enough at bats. I don't know whether Wu could still be considered a rookie. I don't think so. I think both those guys are technically in year two. At that point, like mm. you don't have any real rookies on your team. Yep. Yeah. It's fascinating, and no one can talk about the starting rotation enough. Like, there will be no team in baseball that will have Emerson Hancock coming in when they have an injury. No team. Like, there will be teams with starters that have a lot of talent and promise and future, maybe even better arms, but nobody's going to have a guy who is ready, matured, and graduated to the point to be a major league starter like the Bears. Did you hear what Cal Raleigh just said about Emerson, by the way? I missed that. 98. Sort of hit 90. He was 91 last year yeah. at the major league level and already early. In, he is a big old cat, too. Yeah. Big old presence. Yeah. Uh, what if and how can, what if and how can these positional players you're talking about, their top prospects, Cole Young and Harry Ford. Cole Young looks legit. Very legit. That's the one guy that's really mm-hmm. stood out to me. Cole Young looks like a difference maker. We know that all of those arms came up through the system, and Wu and Miller and Kirby and Lowe, all through the system and have become difference makers. How can these positional players be difference makers? Because that's the one element that really hasn't been there. You compare and contrast the arm side, unbelievable. I guess you could point to Cal and Julio, st- absolute studs up the middle. But what if Cole Young's good? What if... Blackshear, Black, Black, did I screw that up again? Black, uh, first baseman? Locklear? Locklear, not Blackshear. Locklear. Blackshear's an interesting one. Locklear, yeah. Yeah. Well, Blackshear was a former football player. Don't worry about it. Don't think too deeply. It's early CTE. That sounds good. What if, like, their young positional, Harry Ford, what if they're, like, as legit as their pitchers are? Then what? It's 
that's a big deal. I mean, we still have to talk about their ability to extend their starting pitchers, and I don't know how that's going to go. But if those guys can really come up in the next two to three years, mm-hmm. and now you're talking about supplementing your core on the offense and defense side with real talent, I, I mean, yeah. there's, it's there's long, something Heather there. Heather Locklear, I'm never going to forget yeah, it again. That's right. I'm going to venture a guess that the first of those pitchers to sign a long-term deal is Logan Gilbert. I hope so. I, I, think, really the, I think he is going to be the first one to sign a long-term deal. I don't know when it's going to be, but I don't think it's going to be too long. Yeah, it's man. just my gut. It tells yeah. me that Logan Gosh, will end up signing a long-term deal. He's by all his teammates. One-minute answer on what could be a four-show uh, conversation. What do you make of what the Seahawks have done moving on from Pete Carroll and hiring Mike McDonald? I think it's – I'm surprised they did it, but I think it's been long overdue. I think that they should have made this move a while ago, and I think they've been treading water for a long, long, long time. So do something different. I don't know if this will be successful, but do something different because that plan was just not going to work. Like, you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Why is the defense always bad every year? Different coordinator, different coordinator. Why does the offensive line always look bad? Different quarterbacks, different the same problems happen over and over all the time. Yep. There's only one constant here. There's really two. It was John and there's Pete. So now you're going to find out over the next two years how mm-hmm. much of that stuff was Pete Carroll and how much of that stuff was a roster construction. All right, got to take a quick break. Boy, howdy. You know yeah, that, that, boys. Boy. Just know huh? that. He did? That's a one-minute answer. I just crushed it. I know what. Now he's a you know a businessman. He knows how to logo. give an elevator pitch. His own, his own logo. He knows what to do. He's wearing the boy howdy hat. The logo's rocking. He's here at spring training, and he's going to rank. Up next, I'm Brock and Salt Sales Sports on 710. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Salt. Top ten list. I'm not buying it. Ranked. Well, a special version of Rank today as Boy Howdy is in the facility with us. It's so great to have you here, Howdy. Thank you for uh, for stopping by. We're Thank glad you for having here. me. Yeah, it's really, uh, really nice. It's really nice of you to have me. Well, we were going to have you Rank today, oh. and uh, after a lot of careful thought and consideration, James is going to Rank the five best Cutco knives for various different <laughs> situations. No. What are we, we ranking? We didn't get a today? question on that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone wants to know the best Cutco replacement for their paring knife. <laughs> yeah. You just go through customer service. How <laughs> <laughs> does it handle that? Once it's sold, I don't yeah. really handle. You know, it's just I get the money and yeah, it's the, fine. The pyramid scheme just takes care of itself. Support after that. does that or something like that. Mm-hmm. No. Jokes aside, what are we ranking? We are ranking prospect busts in oh. baseball. Baseball prospect bus, not just Mariners. We're gonna. Do, my list is mostly Mariners. Okay, but there are some others that are thrown in there just to give some context. Okay, and the reason why this is not like a dump on the Mariners kind of thing. This is because there's so much optimism and I think realistic optimism about the young guys on the current team and the young guys coming up. And it actually has been a long time since there've been prospect busts for the team. So in some ways, this is more of a celebration of a new mm. chapter in baseball mm. for the Mariners by looking at some of the harder things that maybe the fans had to go through. Oh. Uh, some some uh, some guys that maybe missed the mark a little bit. We call like these honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Yes. Honorable yes. mentions. Dishonorable in so, this case. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mark Lowe. I thought would be a good one Why? just for, for Brock, you know. He wasn't he, a big prospect, but was he, he? He was he was projected to be so great, and Brock didn't want to let him go. I'm not just going to forget about Mark Lowe. Forget you about just Mark don't Lowe. forget about the Mark Lowe. They don't come. They don't grow on trees. Nobody no. nobody can even find a random reliever who throws ninety five. They don't grow on trees. I feel like that's a shot at me. No. 
That was a shot of me. Yeah. Just missed the list for me would be Nick Franklin. Mm, Nick uh, Frank, I, yeah. and the reason he came up, I didn't even think about him. But uh, at all these spring training games, if you haven't been there before, there's uh, people selling autographed stuff at this booth. At every game, it's the same company selling autographed things that you can raffle for. It's a whole ordeal. It's right. a big deal. At any rate, I was walking around and looking for obviously the lowest price thing that you could oh, possibly no. bid for. Not that I was going to, but that was just in my mind where I was thinking, and I found a Nick Franklin signed baseball being auctioned at one of these things. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's if you buy it, you can movie. actually Nick Franklin will deliver it to your house. <laughs> it's quite a deal. So he missed the his list. His problem was that he was five foot four. Yeah. He missed the list. He's another another prospect Jackson that missed guy. the list for me. Uh, was Justin Smoke. Mm, that Justin was sad. Smoke, that he, hurts. he only makes the list because of how much high the expectations were. Oh, right? yeah. Bright uh, guy. To share. I mean, he, he, was, he was the next guy. He was, a top, was all over. I was top 10 prospect in baseball. That went kerplooey. Yeah. You yeah. always enjoyed conversations with him. Though. He had a career. <laughs> really oh, bright. Man. He's, yeah. yeah, he He's, had. He's uh, what, in rocket science, yeah. I think, now, right? <laughs> yeah. He had a lot to say. Yeah. 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 Really, uh, he was really like talking it. to a pair at Sazio's. Working for Tesla on yes. one of their big projects. <laughs> uh, another name that just missed the list for me is the little unit, Ryan Anderson. Oh, Remember the little unit? I think that might yeah. be before my time. It was. Injuries. 1997. Injuries. At the time, Randy was in his yeah. peak. They were just churning through bad. the playoffs. Oh. And he was driving. He was like 6'9", six, 6'10", six, lefty. Yeah. He had yeah. a cannon. Tough. But, there was but his rotator of, turned okay. Swiss cheese. Yeah, it's it's bad. A lot going bad, on. Bad, Should we get to number five then? Should we? Yeah. Are you ready, Are you ready for should. number five? Okay. Do you have other names you want to throw onto the list? Matt Clement. Matt Clement is number five. No, oh. not Matt Clement. It's Jeff Clement. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Clement. what did I say? Matt, Matt Clement, is Matt Clement pitcher, was the pitcher. Sure. Jeff yeah. Clement. Jeff Clement. Great guy. He's Jeff truly Clement, your number, number five? five? Number five. 2005 draft pick. Uh, he would be a lot higher on most people's list, but that's only because of everyone else that could have been drafted. That yeah. Year. That was a legendary year. I think it was the Tulo draft year. Like, that was... Was he the catcher? Yeah. 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 Poor guy. Yeah. Big time stick. Poor guy. Just, just couldn't hit. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't hit the curveball. That's too bad. Yeah. That was a tough time. All right. That's number five. Number four. Hold on. Give me a hint. Number four on the list is a pitcher. Mariner pitcher? A Mariner pitcher from the 2010s. Oh, I know. Oh, poor Danny Holtzson. That's not fair. That's an injury one. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes that happens. You can't. That's not bust. That's mean. <laughs> he was a high. But he high, bought, He got high, hurt. High, he was. High, that doesn't count. He got hurt. Wasn't that the three Take amigos? Take Brandon Morrow and put him on the list Wasn't that over the three there. amigos? Holtzson, Walker, and Paxton, Paxton. Right? Yeah, but he got hurt. Yeah. He did. A bunch of times he got hurt. A lot of <laughs> He times. kept getting hurt. A lot yeah. of times. Poor guy. Not a once. lot of times. That one's mean. Yeah. Number three on the list was not a draft pick. Not a Mariners draft pick. But a major Mariners prospect. Major? Jared Kelnick? No. He's not on my list. He's not on Kelnick's not on your list? Well, he's got a lot of career left. That's about. true. A lot of career. Uh, Jeremy Reed was a draft pick. And <sighs> Alex Jackson was a From the Yankees. DJ Peter. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Montero. Oh, yeah. oh. Jesus Galapagos. Montero traded for... <laughs> <laughs> traded for Michael Pineda, the main guy. That was that was probably the last time I got excited about a Yankees uh, prospect yeah. in the history of. My Sadly, life. Michael Pineda busted as well after that. Yeah, his career continued though. He he lasted for quite a while. I think he's still starting somewhere. Huh? Okay, y'all made fun of my initial baseball takes, and they were weak. And I will own that. Yeah. But I will take full authority. The first time I watched that man yeah. move, 
I said, there is no chance. That guy is a turtle. There is no chance. And I don't care if you're just a backstop as a catcher. That was the most unathletic, hard young human I've ever seen. He's a hard watch yes. to run to first place. Oh, it was just atrocious. That was a hard it didn't watch. go well. Gosh. Yeah, he kind of ran like a Clyde. And then he's eating ice cream sandwiches, and they're throwing things at him. And, oh, oh. he was, oh. And that was a beautiful. It didn't work. And it's a good reminder that this, this whole list is just because we're so excited guy, about today's prospects. That guy was the number one prospect in all of baseball. Jesus Montero? Yes. Who did we trade for him? Pineda. Michael Pineda. He came back. He was one of four players in that deal that came yeah. back. He was the centerpiece of that deal. Oof, and they traded tough. Cliff Lee for Justin Smoke. Yeah. Number two on the list, number two, is many consider to be one of the greatest busts in all of recent baseball history. Not a Mariner? He is a Mariner. Oh, he is a Mariner. He's a Mariner draft pick. He was drafted in a very vaunted class. He uh, actually is the only prospect I've ever bought a ticket to go see his debut. What? Drafted in 2009. Oh, Dustin Ackley. Yeah, Ackley. Dustin Ackley. Yeah. That was as can't miss a. He's many people say the Aaron Curry of baseball. As can't miss a prospect. <laughs> many people are as you could. That. Everybody's been. Many saying people. It. Everybody are saying says that, it. Yeah. My circles. Everybody yeah. says it. Um, yeah, just can't miss. <laughs> and man, did they they really hitched their wagon. That there, there were so many guys in that era of Mariners baseball that I was so excited about. I know. In that late 2000s, early Poor 20s. Poor Jack Z, man. So excited Couldn't get about it right. It's man, too bad. That was tough. And of course, if they hadn't won all, if they hadn't won all three of the final games of the season, they could have had Steven Strasburg. Steven Strasburg, which eventually turned out to be, he wasn't as legendary. A, but won a World the, Series. All the same, when he was good, he was amazing. Yeah. Oh, and number one on the list, number one of one, number one, because I was so positive, and I know I'm. I still think something went wrong there. That Must like is not been. like there was some conspiracy or uh-huh. something. There was a whole thing that like I couldn't see that was. I going think the on. conspiracy is that he preferred getting into law enforcement yeah, well, over continuing become, to play baseball. He did become a sheriff in California <laughs> instead of continuing his minor. Who's career. that? And that would be Vincat, baby. Oh, Vinny Catricala. Vincat, baby. Vincat. If you're wondering why you've never heard that name, it's because he was not a big prospect, but how he declared oh, he was, he was going to be the oh, guy. He was, he was there. He was the he guy. He was going to be Julio Rodriguez. He was, he was the next guy. <laughs> he was going to just take the league by storm. Howdy, we got to go. We got to get out of here. It's great to see you and your hat. Great to see you. And it's great to see your pops down here as well. Everybody misses you. Everyone's happy to hear that you're doing well. Love we you love guys. you, man. Love listening to stations. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. We got to go. Tomorrow, Dominic Canzone will. Will join us tomorrow. Jerry Depoto will join us, mm. and I'm guessing a few other little surprises as well. Hopefully, Mora can make it through the night without killing another animal. Mm. And we will Come be back on. with you guys tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Stay away from me, Psycho Killer Keskasig. We're done here. Barn. See you guys tomorrow morning. The hay is in the barn. See you, everybody. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit.